Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got a review of a stellar new phone and a preview of a red-hot gaming device. This is not a smartphone as you know it. This is Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. The first to merge a pen with a phone. Samsung's new Galaxy Note 20 Ultra is a fantastic phone, according to InputMag.com senior reviews editor Ray Wong. The Note 20 Ultra fixes its sibling, the S20 Ultra's hit-or-miss autofocus, and is stuffed to the gills with features. But, asked Ray in his review of the new device, what is a Galaxy Note after nine generations? Here's Ray reading an excerpt from his piece. Not all phones are created equal, but Samsung still knows how to make a big phone attractive. The Note 20 Ultra is classy in a way that the S20 Ultra isn't. Though they're roughly the same size with equally massive rectangular camera bumps on the rear, the Note 20 Ultra has a fit and finish that's evidently more handsome. Welcome back to the show, Ray. Glad to be back. So it's fair to say that this is a glowing review of the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra that you wrote for Input. It's a fantastic phone. Yeah, I would say it's it's somewhat of a glowing review. What is so fantastic about it? I mean, it really has everything you could want in a smartphone. And you'd expect that from a device that starts at $1,300. It better have, right? It has a fantastic, massive screen. Like, this thing is huge, very high-res, very bright, very fast, 120 hertz refresh rate. It has a large battery. This will last you all day if you're a power user, multiple days if you're a moderate user. It's got a fantastic camera system. So triple cameras on the back and a 108 megapixel sensor as the main camera an ultra-wide, and a 50x telephoto zoom lens, which is just nuts. I was able to take a photo from 14 miles away and still get something decent. Now you're not going to get the crispiest or, you know, sharpest photo from 14 miles away at 50x, but it is something the iPhone camera cannot do. So I was pretty impressed. And mostly I was impressed with the autofocus on the camera system it is much faster much more reliable than the s20 ultra which i dinged back in february for just being hit or miss this one now has a laser autofocus sensor to kind of really assist that focusing and it's really snappy so it's really solid and then you know it has the s pen because it is a galaxy note as a stylus for you to draw on and write handwritten notes I think that's less of a compelling feature for the Note, mainly because the new features are just kind of very minor. You know, they've lowered the lag, they've added a couple of air gestures that I don't particularly use, and there are some better integrations with Samsung Note. So I'm going to give the Yes Pen part of the phone a B-. So you ask a central question in your review, which is, what is a Galaxy Note after nine generations? Yeah, it's crazy. I've reviewed basically every single one of these in the last like 10 years they're actually like supposed to be like 
11 notes, but then, you know, there was no note six and then the note seven burst into flames. <laughs> Samsung says both the design flaw and manufacturing problems caused some of its Galaxy Note 7 smartphones to overheat and then burst into flames. The company released a conclusion of its investigation into the burned phones overnight. Now, the phones, as you know, led to a massive recall that cost Samsung billions of dollars. So, yeah, I mean, what is a note in 2020 and beyond? Honestly, I'm not sure. If it's just an S Pen, I think that's pretty weak because, again, like I said, the S Pen itself is not compelling enough as a selling point. Every phone is a big phone. You know, the original Note's big deal was like, oh, it's the biggest phone. It has the biggest screen. It has the longest battery life. It is the most powerful phone you can buy. And that's no longer true of the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra, there are other phones that have comparable screen sizes, comparable performance, comparable, if not longer, battery life. So what is a note in 2020 and beyond? I'm just not sure. And I propose that Samsung, you know, kind of reboot it. I think Samsung should turn the Galaxy Z Fold 2, that's their foldable tablet phone device, into the note. Toss a stylus in there and boom, suddenly you have a device that is a phone when it's folded up but it also is a tablet that you can write on with a bigger screen to handwrite notes, draw on. That seems very fitting to be labeled as a Galaxy Note. I think Samsung has the device and I think they just need to switch up the marketing a little bit, but there's no shame in evolving the Galaxy Fold from a single regular size phablet uh, into a much larger transforming foldable device. You can follow Ray on Twitter at Ray Wangi. Now on to today's second story. The Analog Pocket is a handheld game console that promises to perfectly emulate everything from Nintendo's Game Boy to the Neo Geo Pocket. The new device, due out in May 2021, recently became available for pre-order. It sold out right away. Son of Drogo Baggins, the bearer of the One Ring, Frodo! Our boy Elijah Wood, he couldn't even get an analog pocket due to their weird shipping issues this morning. InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan recently wrote about what makes the analog pocket so exciting. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. The analog pocket is an FPGA, which for the uninitiated is a device capable of emulating electronics at the hardware level down to the very logic gates with perfect accuracy. Unlike software emulation, FPGAs do not have lag, making them ideal for applications like gaming. This unit will be able to perfectly emulate Nintendo's Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, the Game Boy Advance, Sega's Game Gear, Atari's Lynx, and the Neo Geo Pocket, with possibly more system cores dropped through software updates. Welcome back to the show, Ryan. Hi, thanks for having me. So everyone on the input Slack seemed incredibly excited about this analog pocket. Why? So the analog pocket has been something that consumers have been like begging for, specifically this product, but also a product of this type. Retro gaming has become super popular and Nintendo themselves have put out products to help popularize the format and the movement. So if you remember, there was the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, which were tiny devices that you could buy for under $100 that were a compilation of some of the biggest hits from those consoles. And they would put out HDMI and they came with new controllers and people had a lot of nostalgic fun with them. 
but Nintendo has yet to announce anything concerning their handhelds, and we haven't seen a Game Boy Classic or a Game Boy Advance Classic, even though the modding community and the retro gaming community for Game Boys are exploding. There's an enormous market online for Game Boys with backlit screens and rechargeable batteries. They sell games that have every single game ever released on one cartridge. They're wildly popular. And you would think that Nintendo would want to jump in on that or even the collectible market. And they haven't. So when Analog came in after they had produced hugely successful FPGA console clones of the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo, and the Sega Genesis, and said that they wanted to do one for the Game Boy, people got really excited. But this project in particular is more ambitious than anything they've done in the past. Are there any trademark or legal ramifications for this device? So no, it is perfectly legal to create emulation software or to emulate hardware on an FPGA level. If you can map out the exact logic gates used in a device, it's perfectly legal to go ahead and recreate that. That kind of legislation had been settled in the 90s. So now, you know, you can create an emulator. You can put your old games in it. You can even rip those games onto ROM backups where there is a copy of the ROM, basically all the software that's on the cartridge. And it's perfectly legal to back your games up like that. Where we get into a legal gray area is that many people do very simple hacks on these devices so that they can run ROMs from websites that compile old ROMs. So there are whole sites who basically do nothing but distribute copyrighted material from Nintendo and other game publishers. And that's what you really can't get involved in. So devices isn't due out until May of 2021, which is almost nine months from now. Why such a long wait? So this is an extremely ambitious device. Not only did they have to reverse engineer multiple handheld systems and program the FPGA to perfectly recreate them, they are also using a screen technology that is very exciting. The pixels are basically so high density that it will be able to perfectly recreate the look of the old handheld screens. So if you remember, the Game Boy had that green, very gritty looking screen or the Game Boy Advance had a screen where you could see the pixels on it, but they blended in this very beautiful glowing way. And so it'll be able to accomplish those things. It'll also be a music synthesizer, and it will be open for development from other FPGA devs. So it's an entire system. It's an entire project. It doesn't just simply play Game Boy games. And that has been very complicated to pull off in such a small, tiny package. So this thing sold out in moments, basically. Were you able to get one? I was able to get my hands on one. Uh, it was a little bit difficult, but I scored it. How excited are you about getting it in the mail next May? I am over the moon. If it arrives on time, it will have been a long time coming, but I will scream and shout and rip the packaging open like it's Christmas morning. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Houlihan, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening. <laughs>